Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. This divorce has been high conflict, not fun, all kinds of, you know, it's definitely still going on. And and yet I have the tools to be able to weather this storm and not be nonplussed. I'm I'm and be nonplussed. I'm managing to really enjoy my life and have a wonderful time and understand that the divorce is just a tiny, tiny little microcosm of who I am. The rest of me is way bigger than all of it. And so I can have the time of my life in the midst of whatever else is happening. One of the unique facets of high-conflict divorce is trauma, which many couples experience first as children in dysfunctional families and then again throughout their adult relationships. These marriages often ricochet between hostile behavior and tense reactivity, causing further disorder to the entire family. The Divorce Trauma Recovery Series explores the impact of mental illness, addiction, and trauma on individuals and examines some of the many modalities available to support deep healing. and my partner Julie and I have created a resource for you if you are representing yourself in family court. No one should go into family court without knowing the basics and we will teach you everything you need to know at Win Without Law School to represent yourself with confidence. We'll teach you how to get exhibits in, how to draft your pretrial statements, and how to speak to the judge so the judge will listen. We'll teach you how to defend against false accusations and everything you need to know to be an effective advocate both if you're negotiating or if you're presenting evidence. Don't wait. Go to winwithoutlawschool.com. We can help you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Trauma Recovery. Today, we're talking about how to experience peace and calm in the midst of a divorce tornado. And my guest today is Lynn Goldberg. Whatever life promises, it pretty much guarantees that we'll face stormy times. And the question is not if, but how you traverse them and what your toolbox of skills and strategies includes. Even in high conflict divorce, which is like a tsunami, uh, you can experience it with greater ease with the right healthy set of tools. And so today we're speaking to Lynn about a spiritual practice that has been a lifesaver for her through her divorce. Lynn Goldberg has been practicing and teaching mindfulness and meditation for over 20 years and has been named one of the top meditation teachers in the country by Forbes. She's the co-founder of Breathe, 
one of the most downloaded meditation apps on the market with over 12 million downloads in 90 countries. She's been featured in media outlets such as Times, The Times, NPR, InStyle, People, Self, and many more. After 20 years of marriage, Lynn is in a new phase of her life as her marriage recently ended. And her spiritual practice has been a lifesaver that helped her to navigate those 3 a.m. spiraling thoughts that we've all experienced, as well as cultivating a new identity at the age of 60, proving that one is never too old and it's never too late to create the life of your dreams. Very excited about today's conversation. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you today. Lynn, you know, as, as we talked about offline, um, we primarily are speaking to individuals in, in that really prickly high conflict uh, situation where they may have years, if not a lifetime of being traumatized, married into somebody who is either also traumatized or has mental health issues or addiction issues. And so, you know, Having lived that myself, it's just a lifetime of chaos. I remember going to my first 12-step meeting and um, and someone mentioning the word serenity, which was so foreign to me. I had like no clue what the concept of it even was. And I think that a lot of our listeners are in that space. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit about the meditation and the other work that you do that could be an alternative or an addition to whatever they're doing to support healing and moving forward. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we learn when we start meditating is that all those identities that we've had that have been so instrumental in how we consider ourselves like a wife or a mom or, you know, whatever business you happen to be running. And particularly when divorce happens, all of a sudden that identity sort of goes poof and it's like, what the hell and who am I? And, and in fact, when we meditate, we learn that we're way, way bigger than that simple identity. And the serenity that comes from that sense of not being tied to that one little tiny, tiny, tiny little micro piece of who you are allows for you to find a huge amount of freedom and a huge amount of um, of peace. And it sounds very esoteric, but it's way simpler than than that. It's just basically recognizing I'm not the thoughts that I'm thinking. The stuff that's happening to me is, you know, there's that sense of um, why me? How come this is happening to me? That victimhood that happens to all of us when we see ourselves as the small I, let's say. But when we recognize that the stuff that's happening is, is uh, noise. And it's not real in the sense that obviously as we're getting, you know, <laughs> subpoenaed and having our livelihoods taken away and our, you know, our homes that we've lived in, that's real. But there's a very different way of, of having a relationship to all those events that we learn when we meditate. So I, that, that might be a little esoteric and I can break it down for you if you want to ask me more questions. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I love the way you started here because I think I would like to tap into that earlier statement of 
I am I'm much bigger and much more than the labels of of mom and soon to be ex-wife and um and and divorce coach like I'm much bigger than all of that. Can you mm. just talk a little because we're we're often inviting guests on who help our listeners tap into a higher self, right? That that kind of connection to the divine or all consciousness. So I would love to hear in your words, like how do you describe for someone who may has may have not done any of this kind of work yet? How do you how do you introduce that? Yeah. So if I were to ask you who you are, what would you answer me? Ah the first place that my mind goes to is all of my labels is truly I am I'm a I, I actually listen to an Eckhart Tolle thing and it's like are you that are you that are you that um so I could say I'm a 62 year old woman who's a life coach and and position and position and label and label and go in that direction um but I'm actually much more than that right and I think when we recognize that all the labels, the my, my teachers used to call it the positions and the possessions that we have, right? So you're not your position and you're not your possessions. And so once you recognize, oh, okay, well, if I'm not, you know, Lynn Goldberg meditation teacher, then who am I? Mm -hmm. And obviously, and, and certainly I'm not, you know, I, I just was separated a year and a half ago. And so clearly I'm not, you know, my ex's name either. And and my kids all went off and I'm, you know, an empty nester. So now I'm not a stay-at-home mom and I'm not, you know, so who who am I? Well, obviously those positions and possessions come and go. But who you are deep, deep, deep down when you access that greater self or whatever you want to describe it is bigger than that. And the simplest way that I could use to describe that is that it gives us a tremendous amount of power because you can access the parts of, of other people. There's an archetype out there for the types of, of person you wish to become. So for example, if I see um, you know, you as life coach and I'm and I'm interested in becoming a life coach, then who's to say that I can't become that? And what is stopping me from accessing those parts of myself that could allow me to have, you know, that sense of, of curiosity and power and, and interest and all of those things. It's simply the name and the limiting beliefs that we've given ourselves. You know, if I've only been thinking of myself as a wife and a mom then I'm going to be very stuck in a rigid corner. But now all of a sudden there's this freedom to explore all of the other stuff that's out there. And so it's not this little small self. It's a much, much greater sense of possibility, of infinite, infinite choice. And that is something that we can access anytime we choose to. And it's it's that sense of self that is recognizing that, you know, in classic, you know, meditation terms, there's an ocean out there. Let's say, let's just call it a vast ocean. And, you know, Rumi said, I am not a drop in the ocean. I am, a, I am the ocean in a drop. And if you see that you are part of an ocean, but you are also the ocean, that anything that's in that ocean, you can become. And so it's that sense of greater self 
that allows you to be bigger than just, you know, Lynn Goldberg meditation teacher. So the first place I, I intuitively sense that my listeners would get stuck is, mm -hmm. well, that's easy for you to say. I've been in this relationship. I've been belittled. I have been abused. I have been manipulated. His or her voice is in my head. I don't even know what my own thoughts are anymore. I've been a stay-at-home parent. I've been a working guy, and now I'm losing my kids. And, and so vast, be everything. Like, I can't even be the little bit I thought I was hoping I could be. So What's the bridge? What is the bridge to, and I know this will get us into the practice, right? Like the baby steps. What's right. the bridge from going? And 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 for the listeners, they know, like, this is me. I just described me before I entered or as I entered my divorce, like this broken, lost, scared, uber um, uh, unconfident individual. And so... So in today's session, what I would love in today's conversation is to build a bridge for our listeners um, in this in this space of meditation. And how does how does that work? How do you start doing something that can bring you to this beautiful place that you just described? So I think it starts with just watching your breath. Nothing more complicated than that. And when you watch your breath, you're observing. You're slightly detached. You're a witness to whatever it is that you're seeing. So if you're breathing and you and you notice that your breath is shallow, oh, interesting, my breath is shallow. If you notice that your breath is labored, oh, interesting, my breath is labored. You're not judging it. You're just simply watching whatever it is that you're doing. And so, and and it could be, um, and. It could be a mantra meditation. It could be a breath meditation. It could be. So depending on the type of meditation that you're doing, you show up watching it, observing it, being the witness to it. Once you start to see that you are not the thoughts themselves that are going crazy in your mind, but you are the witness to those thoughts, then there's a sense of stepping back and you can observe what's happening all around you. Oh, I'm not in the movie, I'm watching the movie. And right. so once you're not in the drama, you can start to see the drama for what it is. So you start by just showing up, watching the breath. You pay attention to the thoughts that happen. Oh, interesting. I'm belittling myself. Oh, interesting. I'm being hard on myself here. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm feeling really anxious because such and such happened. And again, you're not belittling yourself for belittling yourself. You're just watching it. And it's that observation that helps you remove yourself, step back from observe and detach and just watch what's happening so that's the first 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 little step so what's so interesting about what you're saying i i um i believe that meditation is a great way to get people to slow down so i often encourage my clients if they've never meditated at all it's like i'm, I'm suggesting you sit and breathe 
I'm suggesting you sit and breathe and that your attention is focused on your breath. I breathe in, I breathe out, I breathe in and breathe out. And within five hot seconds, your mind is going to be like a wild stallion running off on a thought, which is what you're saying. The piece that you're talking about, which I think is oh so challenging, is as the witness, I'm not going to judge. So that's the first obstacle I've run into with so many of my clients is I'm such a this, I can't do this, I did it wrong, like just just uber judgment in the three to five minutes that they're sitting. And so could you just speak to how, how do you encourage people away from the judge? You know, there's an old adage, whatever you practice gets stronger. So if you sit in meditation and all you practice is judgment, you're going to get really good at judging. And the truth is, you know, I'm going to tell an old story and it's a very simple story, but it's it's one of my favorites that I used to tell my kids. So I'll, I'll repeat it here. My there's a story about an old man and he's got this piece of land in his backyard. And one day, like 500 stallions show up in his backyard and there's all these horses and his neighbors come in and they're like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. Look at that. You've got all these horses. You're a rich man. You're so, so lucky. And he looks at them and he goes, maybe good, maybe bad. And then the next day, his son is riding one of these wild horses. He falls off the horse and he breaks his leg. And the neighbors come back and they're like, oh, boy, that's horrible. What a disaster. Now you're not going to have any help with your harvest. And you're you're basically screwed. That's terrible. And he says, maybe good, maybe bad. And the next day, um, they come for conscription. The army comes to take all the 18-year-old men out to take to the army and his son can't go because he has a broken leg and so all the you know they say oh that's so lucky you're so fortunate anyway this goes on and on and on and I think that's called life right there are this is what happens in our life uh, when I was getting divorced it was the worst thing that could have possibly happened to me woe is me oh my god blah 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 and then you know maybe good maybe bad so I think it's that sense of not judging and just observing and recognizing that's just life. Life does this. You know, I got cancer. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, truly, because it gave me an opportunity for me to see, wow, I can, I, there's so many other ways I can show up here. There are so many other things that I could do. There was such a sense of appreciation for how finite life is and just that real what's important to me aha moment that I got from you know getting a little wake-up call so there's judgment is just you know a waste of time frankly because things change all the time well and I'll just uh put a little plug in here um you know what Lynn just said for everyone listening uh if you go and look at listen to any of our Voices of Celebration series, they're all people who entered divorce going, this is the worst thing that happened. My life as I know it is over. This is horrible. This is devastating. They go through um, healing and refinement, undoubtedly, uh, do some coaching. And every single one of them, we've got dozens up now, 
are talking about the promise. This was the best thing that ever happened to me. This has changed my life. I have this, I have a love like I never expected. I have a life and confidence that I never thought I would have, like whatever it is, exactly to your point. So when something happens and whatever it is for any of us, I think that our human knee jerk is to go, oh shoot, this is bad. Like this was not my plan and therefore it's bad. Right. Um, and I think that's the ultimate, you know, control freak, right? Not my plan. Yeah, but whose plan is it supposed to be? Right, right, <laughs> you right. know, you're on a ride. Enjoy the ride. It's right, it's right. a roller coaster and it's fun. And if you can just say, whoa, this is a lot more fun if I just say, okay, this is happening. What's next? As opposed to trying to drive a roller coaster ever think see those little steering wheels on a roller coaster and they're fixed imagine thinking that you have control over the roller coaster that's funny it's the same thing it's the same thing with our lives been listening to our podcast, Getting Educated, Regulating Your Emotional Reactions, and it's been really helpful. Yet you know you could do better, be better, and you're wanting and needing more support. That's where our coaching service is a game changer. We're here for you when you need us the most, ensuring you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you to be more effective. Our free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps, and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today. doing meditation and you launched breathe um long before you faced the dissolution of your marriage can you talk a little bit about your personal story and maybe if uh you know did you did you fall off the rails a little bit before you got back on and and how did your toolbox help you through so, your process you know this is not my first rodeo this is i i was um my life fell apart 20, maybe 30 years ago now. Wow. Crazy that I can say that. Um, <laughs> so I had, uh, my mom was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. She was 54 years old. I lost twin girls. Um, my, I was fired from my career that I thought was going to be, you know, that was the most important thing in, in my life except for wanting to have these kids. And then um, and then my marriage fell apart. And that was my first tsunami. And that was however many years ago. And that's really where I started um, I started training in meditation. So originally, when my mom was first diagnosed, her doctor told her to try meditation and I ended up, becoming a meditation teacher and and uh 
as a result of that that doctor. So, and this was way before meditation was, you know, no one was meditating. So, you know, maybe good, maybe bad. It was a wonderful, wonderful tool. And and what ended up happening was as I became more um interested in meditation and eventually started teaching and I started going into schools and and my daughter was going through a particularly difficult time and I thought, oh, maybe I can get the teachers to teach her meditation and because obviously if I said you know you should meditate no none of my kids were listening to me (laughs) so so this is obviously during my second marriage because so first marriage ends the whole thing falls apart now I get remarried kids life is good and now I try to get my daughter to learn to meditate and by by going into the schools and basically doing one school at a time, it was a very ineffective way for me to teach meditation to the teachers. They asked me to leave behind materials. And so that's how I launched the app. Um, Again, maybe good, maybe bad, right? So lots of different pathways led me to what ended up happening. And then I now had these tools. These tools were extremely effective. And when this second tsunami hit I actually thought oh this is why you practice isn't this so cool because I'm having a much easier time this time around and I'm not saying listen this divorce has been high conflict not fun all kinds of you know it's definitely still going on and and yet I have the tools to be able to weather this storm and not be nonplussed I'm I'm and be nonplussed I'm managing to really enjoy my life and have a wonderful time and understand that the divorce is just a tiny tiny little microcosm of who I am the rest of me is way bigger than all of it and so I can have the time of my life in the midst of whatever else is happening Divorce is hard, but a high-conflict divorce, it's overwhelming. It involves battling not just emotional tolls, but endless court dates, hidden finances, and toxic personalities. This is your call to action. Don't miss the ultimate high-conflict divorce summit from November 13 to 17, 2023. Our summit brings together an unparalleled lineup of experts, featuring leading psychologists who demystify high-conflict personalities, top financial advisors revealing strategies to uncover hidden assets, esteemed legal minds to guide you toward a favorable settlement, and renowned child experts who will arm you with the tools and tactics needed to fight effectively for custody. Act now and register for free to unlock an exclusive bounty of gifts from all 20 experts, yours just for signing up. Take back control. Visit journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash summit 2023. Register now and reclaim your future. I would imagine 
imagine, much like me, my listeners are very curious. I mean, you're you're saying really high conflict, and so there's so many um, triggering engagements, which is what we coach around all the time. I mean, we we actually coach to help people become like what you're describing, but there's also that part, and a number of the experts in the series are talking about how do you you intellectually know it. I know I should meditate. I know this, but like breaking that um, triggered reaction, like when your buttons are pushed, right? When when those trauma traumatized buttons are pushed, can you tell a little bit more about how what you've been practicing for decades is 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 sure. bolstering you up? Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So, you know, the knife gets, right? You get that. And then the reaction is, (gasps) and what meditation helps us do is rather than have that knee-jerk reaction, you have the opportunity to pause and respond rather than react. And, you know, there's that microsecond of response that allows you to make a choice. Huh, how do I want to show up here? You know, do I want to show up with my, that's not fair little girl voice, which I could easily do, by the way. It's I'm not saying <laughs> that, that that little girl doesn't exist and isn't very present. And But I also have the capacity because I have a little bit of distance and the opportunity to respond to be able to nurture that little kid and take care of her and see that ouch she's having a hard time and so that's our self-compassion practice that's there's so many practices that go into it but there are many 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 different tools that help take care of that wounded triggered kid and let you show up as the adult who needs to be there yeah with your fully functioning brain (laughs) so that you don't you don't mess up so what i'm hearing and this is exactly what i was i was listening for i'm like i i'm like wait for it wait for it's there so we we have a 12-step program step one is uh curb the conflict and it's all about creating the pause right Mm -hmm. it's 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 you know giving a beat and what I'm hearing you say is when you meditate, when you do that practice, when you're detached, when you're so often the witness, the detached witness, the ability to have a powerful pause, the ability to always take the pause and for that pause to to be enough for you to, number one, decide how you want to respond rather than react, and number two even be tuned into that inner child and know what's going on and what might need to be addressed that the pause which which we talk about as a vital first step that meditation is actually it's the pause dare it's, i say it's 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 practicing the pause it's it's the breath that's what it is yeah right it's knowing that And that's very powerful. So um, 
For someone who's listening and they're curious, the, the next place I want to go to is, you know, I, I have a business partner who probably meditates a solid, you know, 30 to 40 minutes every morning. Um, I'm a little hurry scurry. I never seem to be able to sit quiet quite that long. And when I talk to new clients, I really encourage like three to five minutes, like build on success. Can you talk a little bit about how to enter this world, the many different ways? Please speak about your app. I know there's you could listen, you can look, you did, there's so many different things. So can you kind of just share a little bit like a beginner 101, how, how one might get engaged? So meditation is a muscle, basically. You know, practicing meditation is a muscle. And and you wouldn't go out and play Chopin right away on the piano. You'd practice your scales and so we have everything from five minutes a day to a 12-week program that helps you it starts you at 10 minutes and by the end you can be up to as long as an hour you incrementally it adjusts your time and then you get to decide how much silence you want so you know it allows you to go from very little to a full-on meditation practice in three months and they say they, whoever they are, that it takes um, 21 days to build a habit. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, um, but it certainly helps you develop those neural pathways that allow you to recognize that um, stillness is not an enemy. And it's hard to sit still when you're not used to sitting still. I mean, I am the poster child for the when I started I was the most type a driven I couldn't sit still for any amount of time and anytime my mind went off into thought I was like galloping with it you know boom, boom, boom. and so now when I help people it's with a real sense of empathy because I know how hard it is to sit it is not an easy thing to do um and if you have this expectation from yourself that you're going to just like get it. You're just going to disappoint yourself over and over again. It's going to be one more thing you're going to just fail at. So mm -hmm. just seeing, ugh, I just have to start with my five minutes. That's it. I just have to do that. I brush my teeth in the morning. I go to the bathroom and I can sit for five minutes and then five minutes becomes 10 minutes and 10 minutes becomes 11. And over time, over time, because it's something that, you know, you wouldn't stop brushing your teeth and then go to the dentist and say, oh, I have a cavity, I'm going to quit this. You'd say, oh, something I have to do every single day. So mm -hmm. over time, you become skilled. It becomes something that becomes easier and easier to do. Um, so it's, again, that self-talk. How do you show up for yourself? Do you show up with yourself with yourself with impatience and expectation and with judgment? Or do you show up with love and compassion and a sense of, I got you, baby. You can do this. You're doing something for yourself here. And we're going to help you because most of us who have come through a shitty, horrible divorce haven't been talked to like that in a long time. Okay. So if you can show up for yourself like that, then you start training yourself in how you want to be talked to and how you can handle your own self, your own voices in your head. And then you kind of hear 
other people's way of speaking to you as a reflection of how you speak to yourself. You're not that bad girl that can't get it right. You're that courageous fighter who's trying to do something good and positive for herself because she wants something more. Yeah. So that's that to me is the difference. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, and, and there's a lot of different approaches. So, you know, one can watch their breath. One can do a guided meditation. You probably have a variety of different options. Hundreds it's, and thousands and I don't know how many tons. <laughs> Yes. Does it matter which one you like is a guided meditation um, somehow different because you're listening to a voice than a meditation? Do you graduate to non-guided? Like, how does that work? So I would say if this is something that you genuinely want to have be a tool in your toolbox, doing the 12-week program is going to give you all the things that we just talked about. Right? It's going to give you the ability to step back and watch yourself. It's going to give you the ability to pause. It's going to give you the strength to be able to be compassionate and loving and show up for yourself. All of those things is what you're going to learn over the 12-week program. If you need, which we all do, and I often, often turn to you know a guided meditation when I just need something to lift my spirits or something that will help me um, be a blanket around me when I'm feeling crappy. I can't tell you how often I use guided meditations for that. So they all have different purposes. And, you know, particularly if you're coming through a high conflict divorce, one of the things that gets battered is your self-esteem and your sense of self. Um, just developing that, that love towards yourself is something that is really huge and important and we have something called the blanket of love that I listen to I don't know twice a day <laughs> when I was in the middle of my you know I had been you you hear such horrible things about yourself from the other and then if you start to internalize those messages it can be very very damaging so listening to something that counteracts that can be really useful and that blanket of love meditation which is that loving blanket around yourself when you need it can feel really good so different i i hope i answered that 12 yeah, program no. if you want to yeah okay yeah and i love <laughs> that what you said about the guided because i hadn't thought of it that way um and yet if there's something specific I need and I'm on this meditation path, then why not just invite that in through a message, through a guided message? And that's what I'm hearing you say. And I love that. And I wrote down the blanket of love. I would really encourage those of you. Um, you have a free offer. Why don't you just mention it now so I can tell them. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's basically that anyone who wants to download the app can download it for, try it for two weeks, give it a shy. Anything that we're talking about is available to them. And yeah. And it's, it's, it's B-R-E-E-T-H-E, -E -E, Breathe is the app. So check it out and then make sure to go to that blanket of love. I don't think that there's anyone listening who couldn't used to be wrapped in that a little bit, given what's going on in your life. So I love that. Thank you so much. So 
and I, I will tell you a little anecdote. Um, yes. Person that named that is was Leonardo DiCaprio because <laughs> I was doing it with them, and he said, "Oh my goodness, this is a blanket of love." And I thought, "Oh, that's the perfect name for this." So thank you. <laughs> so that is you a go. very cool aside. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there anything else in? I know you mentioned that your spiritual practice. Uh, kept you uplifted. Is there anything else in your story that uh, applies to all of this that you would like to share before we wrap up and give people a chance to find you? I guess, you know, this is not esoteric. This is not, this is incredibly practical, helpful tools. And when I was starting to meditate, I had this sense of like, it was very woo woo. And I was, you know, and maybe 30 odd years ago it was, but now, especially, this is a very, very simple, practical way of helping yourself. And we don't use language that's very um, esoteric. We use very practical, grounded language, specifically because we don't want to alienate anyone who might find it a little bit out there. So this isn't. This is clear instruction with exercises and guided steps to help you get to what you need to do. And I hope that we can help. I, I just hope that we can help. I know, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. I know for me, meditation has been my life jacket in this crazy, crazy storm. And I really hope that it can help other people find the same sense of peace and calm that I've been able to find because <laughs> I'm on round two and it's working. <laughs> it's I'm not going to say that stuff, the bad stuff isn't going to happen because bad stuff will happen. But at least when it does, you can help yourself. And that's what I can promise you. But, you know, it seems to me that with so many of us who go through these like unexpected, triggering, traumatizing difficulties like divorce or high conflict divorce, because of the way we were raised, because the problem is external to us, it's it's him or her, it's the court system, it's the law, that we can really walk around like, you know, um, the, the tail wagging the dog, right? Where our monkey mind, which has all of these beliefs and judgments, is really running the show. And what I'm hearing you say in meditation and the pause is to get beyond all the monkey minds, beliefs and fears to to um, to where there is more um, more agency in the pause. So the pause is huge. The other thing that we really help with meditation is recognizing all of those habitual thoughts, patterns are not who you are. So even though, even though you might have thoughts that are coming from your childhood about how you should never get divorced, even though you might have beliefs about religious beliefs or, you know, cultural beliefs or whatever those beliefs are, even though you might have uh, experiences that have taken you over a lifetime and you've repeated the same experiences because that's what you've had at home and that's what you've done. All of those parts of, of, of your experiences are transient. And what meditation helps us see is that that's all transient. 
They all come, they all go. Thoughts are not permanent. Beliefs are not permanent. Experiences come and go. But who you are is much more powerful than all of those transient things. And and I think that's the most empowering thought you can possibly have is, oh, wow, the me that doesn't get shaken by the storm is always there and I can rely on that person. Mm. Beautiful. Everything is transient and you are more powerful. Beautiful. Okay. Well, beautiful. So, um, so for our listeners, we have, uh, you also have a book Can you mention your book, um, and, uh, and the, and the app or the site one more time. Yeah. So I am actually writing a new book, um, that hopefully will be out in about a year and a half. So not in time for this podcast. Um, Maybe you'll have me back again. <laughs> but uh, the one that I have out now is called Get Balanced, Get Blissed. And the um, app is called Breathe, B-R-E-E-T-H-E. And yeah, and you can find me at my website, lynngoldbergmeditation.com. And Get Balanced, Get Blissed, is that generally about um, uh, meditation or is it specific to a particular circumstance? It's about finding balance in your life, how to find balance in your life. Um, and by making sure that the pieces of your pie, like your environment, like your uh, relationships, your job, the food that you eat, all the things that cause you to have a, a happy, healthy life are balanced. Mm -hmm. And if one is too important, then you're obviously out of balance. So if you're a workaholic and you're not spending enough time on your relationships, well, you're going to be out of balance. And it's just helping you figure out that equilibrium, that sense of, so uh, that's useful. And perhaps, um, yeah. And, and the app will be very day-to-day, -day, very grounding, very useful information for just how to get this practice going. And don't you, can you search on the app? Like, can someone put in divorce, yeah, for instance? I'm sorry? Divorce. Can anyone put in? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have, uh, you know, this really, we have all kinds of, of um, meditations for divorce, for relationships, for uh, being kind to yourself, for high conflict. My family is driving me nuts. You name it, we've got we've got something for you. So. so some of the issues that we talk about are setting boundaries, dealing with codependent behavior. So someone could kind of go in and type whatever it is Absolutely. And, and have some resources to Absolutely. help them along the way. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so I really encourage you to go to breathe, B-R-E-E-T-H-E. Um, it's two weeks for free. Check it out. When you check it out, Try to do it daily so that you can really get a flavor for the impact that this practice can have. It's it's brilliant. It's it's brilliant. It's uh, flexible in time. It's not uh, much of an expense. It really um, is something at Journey Beyond Divorce that we strongly encourage uh, to to find a practice of meditating, and it will help you through your divorce and everything else that happens in your life. 
Lynn, thank you so much uh, for coming well, thank and you. joining us. It's really wonderful to uh, to talk with you, and it's really interesting to me to hear how how much of a, a sense of spirituality so many others that you have on your podcast are also, you know, encouraging your listeners to to get beyond what's happening in their in their day to day right now. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a big and important stretch. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So thank you so much. And we'll be back again real soon with another episode of Divorce Trauma Recovery. Until then, you take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.